I'm pulling out of the parking lot. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work. <clears throat> and I dropped my son off at camp. Okay, so last we talked, I started talking, uh, telling the story of Ixalan's design. And I didn't finish because there's lots of the story. Um, now, when, when last I left off, um, we had just gotten to the point where the set had four factions and dinosaurs had been added, but as an extra bonus, uh, they weren't in any faction originally. Okay, but before I get to that story, I realized I forgot an important story from earlier, something that I didn't even put in my um, article because I forgot about it. But this, this is a good story, so I'll, let me mention this. So one of the early things we messed around with when we were trying to figure out how to do locations and double-faced lands is we had this idea early on of that you had lands that you would lay claim to and then it would upgrade to a better version of the land. That, that's one of the, like the really early versions of the double-faced lands. Um, and so we liked the idea that you made use of, of your creatures, um, but at the time, vehicles was in Kaladesh, and vehicles, um, when you crewed something, it was you had a number, and then you crewed that many creatures. So if it said crew four, it meant you needed to have four creatures. So we were trying to make it unlike um, crew. So we tried this thing where the number wasn't the number of creatures, but rather the combined power of the creatures. Uh, and so the idea was, you know, crew four wouldn't mean four creatures. It would mean a combination of creatures whose power adds up to four. Um, so we were playing with it. And it was playing well. We liked it. Um, but meanwhile, I was watching the Kaladesh was struggling with the, with, um, the vehicles. And I realized that in trying to sort of do something different from the vehicles, we actually came up with something that might have worked for the vehicles. So I went to Ian and Eric, who were um, the co-leads or uh, the co-lead developers of uh, Kaladash, because it was in development at that point. And I said to them, look, I'm experimenting with something uh, in, in Ixalan, but maybe this might be your answer for vehicles. And so I told them, and I think Ian was a bit skeptical, but he said, okay, let, let's try it. Uh, and then it worked out, and, and vehicles ended up uh, changing its crew number to mean from number of creatures to combined power of creatures. Um, and that actually came originally from Ixalan. Now, once that happened, then Ixalan had to change up what we were doing. And I think that's what made us move away from land on both sides to the front side was um, something that got you to the land. We, we more played into the uh, the exploring space, I think, and the, you know, the treasure map that led to the... The, the place where the treasure was. Um, but anyway, I had, not, I had forgotten about that. That, that was the, uh, how Ixalan, Ixalan had a number of mechanics that ended up helping other people, uh, other sets. So uh, this was how we helped uh, Kaladesh. Okay, so moving on to the story where I left it off. Okay, so what I explained was um, I had asked the um, creative team if we could move from three factions to four factions. Uh, and we figured out where each of the factions were going to go. We were going to have a black, blue, red pirate faction, a white, black uh, vampire conquistador faction, a red, white, green sun empire, sort of a Aztec warrior faction, and then the, a green, blue faction that they needed to come up with something for. I think the original version were these elementalists, these druids that used elemental magic. Uh, and that protected, sort of, were protectors of the forest. Um, and then, because they realized that there was some, like, 
it was this was the set that was the least clear. Like a lot of other sets we do, it's like, oh, we're doing Egyptian, we're doing steampunk, and we were doing things in which it was more grokkable what it was. And this set was a weird set. It had a lot of different combinations, and we were still trying to figure it out. So the creative team wanted to put a little extra oomph in it, and they came up with the idea of dinosaurs. So one of the reasons the reason they got to dinosaurs is a lot of the trope space we were playing in um, was we were playing with Mesoamerican, so South African, sorry, South American sort of stuff. And there's a thing of um, called the Lost World, um, which sort of stems from this area. The idea of it's kind of where the trope of the Golden City comes from, um, you know, the road to El Dorado and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, as we played around the space, the Lost World sometimes is intersected with dinosaurs. Sometimes the Lost World is like, it's a place that time forgot. Uh, and so the trope sometimes messes around with dinosaurs. We're like, oh, okay, then we can sort of combine that. And so the idea originally was that dinosaurs were just going to be this added thing, that there's four factions, and then just like as, as peppering, there'll be dinosaurs. The problem, what I realized was, is if we're going to have dinosaurs, I'm like, we should call them dinosaurs. Like, I, I, there was an argument early on about whether they be creature type lizard or creature type bird or something else. And I was like, no, 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 no. The reason you do a creature type is, does the word have enough, you know, um, cachet to it that it excites people? They, when, you know, if you open up a card and see creature type, that word, does that excite people? Um, and there's a line, like for example, I had this fight with a werewolf. To me, werewolf clearly crosses the line. Exciting, it's a werewolf. Um, Naga, a little more of a fight. I, I think we had chosen to make Naga its own type, but there's a lot of pushback. A lot of people would rather Naga be snake. So there, there's an interesting thing. Dinosaur to me was not close to the line. Like dinosaurs are awesome. And I, you know, they say, hey, there's dinosaurs, but they're lizards, eh, whatever, birds, or whatever you, you make them. Um, and so it was clear that we wanted to call them dinosaurs. Okay, well, we already knew that we were leaning toward doing a tribal set. And I'm like, look, Magic hasn't really done dinosaurs. I mean, yeah, 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 like pirates, there have been a few individual dinosaurs. Um, and even in the early days, there were a couple cards that actually literally has the word dinosaur written on them. Uh, but we've moved away. I think dinosaurs stopped getting supported as a creature type because um, we didn't use it a lot. I think it went to lizard. Um, and... You know, I knew that, you know, while we had done a handful of them, it, once again, if something we hadn't done right, I knew people would be excited. And I'm like, how in the world do you do a tribal set and not have dinosaur tribal when dinosaurs are in it? So I, I went back and I said, okay, here's our problem. If dinosaurs are a tribe, which they're going to be, there, there's no way for us to do dinosaurs, introduce dinosaurs. It's a world with dinosaurs. Hey, it's a tribal set and go, well, but no, no tribal dinosaurs. Um, I go, that just wouldn't work. So I said, can we figure out some way to have the dinosaurs be, be part of one of the factions? You know, um, and so the first pass on it was we made it part of the green-blue faction. And I think they shifted from being like elementalist to being beastmasters. That they were sort of uh, masters of the forest and of the animals. And that... One of, the, one of the tools that they use is they had di these wild dinosaurs that they, I'm sure control is the right word, but worked with them. Um, so for a while, dinosaurs were in blue-green. So, okay, so one of the things that I was trying to do is um, looking at, like, Amonkhet Black, for example. We had a lot of mechanics, and I was trying to cut down the number of mechanics. There was some deciduous stuff that was going to show up. We knew vehicles were going to be there. We knew Transformers were going to be there. But... I decided for, like, 
outside of the deciduous stuff, I only wanted three mechanics. And maybe less than three, maybe two mechanics. Um, so I came up with an idea how to do four factions with two mechanics. And the idea was that um, we decided that we would take the mechanics, uh, sorry, take the factions and divide them into two groups. One group was more the outsiders, the people sort of on ships, uh, which would be the vampires and the pirates. And the other would be the more natives, the ones that live on the land, which would be the Sun Empire and the Beastmasters at this point. Um, and so the idea was we would give each one, um, we, we would have the outsider share mechanic with a tweak and have the sort of native share mechanic, but with a tweak. And the idea being that each, the, there only be two mechanics, but that how the mechanics get used could vary between the factions. So the two things we came up with was plunder and enlist. So plunder was a variant of bloodthirst. So what plunder said basically is, uh, it's a spell, and if you cast a spell and you and this turn a creature has dealt da- combat damage to, to an opponent, you got a rider. Kind of like how with morbid, if um, you know if something has died this turn, you get a rider. Or like, like bloodthirst, obviously, are creatures that come in with plus and plus one counters if your if your opponent had done something in particular. Um, so what we did is that was the plunder mechanic. The idea was we wanted the pirates to do something different than how the vampires would do it. So the idea we came up with is um, the pirates would loot. Um, you know, looting is in blue and red, and we figured, you know, black, we could, we could leave it a little bit in black. Uh, and then the pirates, I'm sorry, the vampires would drain. Um, once again, um, black drains all the time. White usually, I mean, white's capable of doing damage and gaining life, but usually it doesn't do it together. But we're like, okay, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of maybe, you know, we... Whenever you're doing factions, there's a little bit of bleeding to try to sort of match the overall flavor. And the vampires, clearly, draining made sense for the vampires, or vampires. Um, so the idea is, vampires had plunder into draining. Uh, I think we drained two, is that what we did? And then um, the uh, pirates would, would loot. Um, and I think they would draw, then discard, just because that was slightly better, uh, r- rather than rummaging, which red does, which is discard and draw. Um, okay. Uh, the next thing we did is, okay, then that was plunder. So then, uh, on the other side was enlist. So enlist was kind of like uh, a kicker where you get a, you got a creature token. So the idea was it went on spells and if you paid extra, so the Sun Empire would get you a 1-1 warrior, because we were playing up warriors at the time, and um, the Beastmasters would get you a 3-3 dinosaur that couldn't block. Um, the reason we did couldn't block was we wanted it big enough to feel like a dinosaur, but we wanted to be aggressive. We didn't want it, you know, just to get giant dinosaurs and then nobody can attack you. So we made it a 3-3 three, three that couldn't block. Um, and so the idea was, um, oh, and then uh, we separated, we said, okay, we'll take two of them. We took the pirates and the, um, and the Sun Empire, and we said, this mechanic is going to go on creatures. And then for the vampires and the beastmasters, we made it go on spells, on instants and sorceries. Um, so the idea was that, yes, vampires and, and um, pirates have plunder, but um, there's two divides between them. One is the effect is different between the two, and the second is what kind of cards it goes on is different between the two. So that way, the, and the same with Enlist and the Beastmasters and the um, Sun Empire. So the idea essentially was 
that there were four mecha- there were four factions, each which had a unique mechanic, but the mechanics overlapped, so we weren't introducing four mechanics, just two mechanics. Um, and then the idea is we knew locations would be there, and that would be the added thing that um, there were two color combinations that didn't overlap um, between factions, uh, and that was white-blue and black-green. And so we decided that white-blue could be the location matter and color at the time. So we had this little grid. I think my, in my um, column, I think we made the little grid. I showed you the grid off. Um, and anyway, it was a very complicated thing. It was, it was kind of, from a male perspective, very elegant and is really cool. And it didn't quite work. Um, it didn't... Um, it was a little too limiting in how it sort of functioned. Um, so, so anyway, we were, we were playing around with there. The other thing that happened around that time is I realized that we had made a mistake. That the factions weren't equal. There were two three-color factions and two two-color factions. And so the two-color factions, there was one way to play them. You want to play vampires? Well, draft white and black. And the problem was the dinosaurs at the time, which a lot of people wanted to play, were only in blue and green. And what we found was the drafts were getting unbalanced because too many people were trying to draft blue and green. And what that said to me is people want to play dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are exciting. And so I said, okay, um, you know, pirates are already three-color. That's exciting. Let's shift. Let's get the dinosaurs into a three-color tribe. Because um, what I said is, look, the exciting things are the pirates and the dinosaurs. You know, if you're in a three-color um, faction, you have not just one color combination, you know, one two-color combination. You have three two-color combinations. So, for example, the pirates could be blue-black, could be blue-red, could be red-black. That there's an option for how you made them. There was, a, there was a choice of, you know, what combination you did. And so I went back to the creative team. And, and here's a theme you will see is we did a lot of trying to figure things out. And there's a lot of requests made by the creative team. And so a quick minute for hats off. Um, we went to them and said, not two factions, three factions. Then not three factions, four factions. And then, okay, could the dinosaurs be in a faction? And then, well, not that faction. Could the dinosaurs be in a different faction? We, we went through the ringer with them. And, and they were awesome. They were awesome. And, I mean, at every level, part of a collaborative process is realizing you're doing things to make things better. They understood that. Um, but there was a lot of asks from the creative team. And so I just want to sort of say thank you for, for them doing that. Okay. Um, so the, okay. The big conversation was how do you get the dinosaurs in? Um, and so there's a big talk about what colors would dinosaurs be? Um, and so we said, okay, if dinosaurs could be any color, what color would they be? Well, number one, they'd be green. Everyone agreed with that. They're big, giant creatures. Green is the big creature color. Number two, um, it was either red or blue is what people decided. Um, red also has big, kind of aggressive you know, creatures, and red's, red's more on the feral side of things. Um, blue had stuff like serpents and you know, sometimes had the big, giant monsters of the water, and there's a lot of water dinosaurs. Um, and so the idea was we could do red or we could do blue. So, the idea was, in a vacuum, if we wanted to do dinosaurs, the colors that dinosaurs wanted to be, they would be green, red, blue. But here was the problem. Um, we liked the pirates in blue, red, black. We really felt like green pirates didn't make any sense, white pirates didn't make any sense. And we wanted them in three colors. So what that meant was, you were only allowed to overlap the three color tribes by one color. So that meant either both of them could have red, or both of them could have blue. 
The other thing we had to look at is what was the remaining tribe. We really liked the pirates being white, white, black. Okay, so there were two options. If we made the one faction green, white, red, which is what we had previously had, it meant the other faction was green, blue. If we changed it so it was red, um, green, white, blue, that meant the other one was red, green. Um, and so we sort of went to the creative team and said, okay, we need to figure out what goes in the, the missing faction, because if we, if we move the dinosaurs, they're kind of missing some oomph. Um, and what exactly is the faction for the dinosaurs? Um, in the end, we realized that um, part of making white work, because we kind of had to have white. If pirates were black, blue, red, and the dinosaurs were in the faction, the three-color faction that wasn't pirates, it had to have green and white. We had a choice between red and blue, but we had to have green and white. And one of the reasons that white made a little bit of sense is if the dinosaurs had a little bit of domestication to them. And so we said, okay, what if we took the Sun Empire and kept them as the red, white, green, but instead of making them a warrior tribal, what if they had dinosaurs? What if they rode dinosaurs and then they got to be the dinosaur tribal? Um, and it, it explained sort of, it a lot, we liked the idea of, of, of the Sun Empire in green, white, red. It also didn't, it didn't require a lot. I mean, there was reworking and figuring out how the dinosaurs were mounts and stuff, but it, it wasn't a significant amount of rework for the Sun Empire. Remember, every time we asked for a change, it came along with reconfiguring things and figuring out who the factions were. And, and like every change is work. And so they're like, okay, can we please, if we move the dinosaurs to the Sun Empire, we don't need a, I mean, there's, there's some work, but it's not a lot, a lot of work. And then that left green-blue. We needed sort of green-blue to have something. And that's when they came back with us with an interesting idea. What if we sort of went back to the idea of sort of magical druid-type people that were casting sort of elemental-ish magic, but we made them merfolk? And we were like, ooh, that sounds cool, merfolk. That, that's like, you know, we're talking about doing a tribal set. Like, we knew people like vampires, uh, just because vampires have always been a fan favorite. Uh, we had faith, obviously, in pirates and dinosaurs. Oh, merfolk felt like a pretty cool thing that people like. They already built tribal decks out of it. Oh, that seems pretty cool. And um, just as we were adding white vampires, we'd be adding green merfolk. Now, we knew it was a little bit different, you, you know, um, but we decided if we played them as of the forest and, you know, they're more of the streams of the forest, that we could get a green aspect to them. Um, and like I said, the, the while I'm much more cautious to be bleeding mechanics when we find good flavor like I like the idea that Amonkhet found a place to make white mummies it made sense as white mummies and that we in Ixalan had found a place to make white vampires make sense um, just like we found you know I think we found a way to make green merfolk make sense I, I like when we can sort of twist things up and by adding green merfolk to the mix we've now allowed you to make some merfolk decks you could never ever make before because there were never green merfolk before um, and so this allowed you to sort of just add a new element to your merfolk deck. And there's a lot of merfolks in Magic. Um, one of the things about a tribal thing in general is backward compatibility is nice for tribal because it allows you to sort of mix with history. We were doing some cool new tribals with pirate and dinosaurs, so we knew that it would be nice if the two other tribes had a lot of backward co compatibility. Vampire obviously did, and merfolk does. So we really felt that was, that was nice. Okay, so um, around this time was the six-month period. So what happened was I had led the first six months with, with, with Ken Nagel on the team, 
And then Ken ran the second six months with me most of the time on the team. The very, very end, I had to, I got pulled off to do more Dominari stuff. But, um, but anyway, we were coming up to the point where the crossover happens, where I hand the reins to Ken. Um, and so basically before I left, I solidified that it was four factions. I solidified that the dinosaurs and the vampires, not the vampires, the dinosaurs and the pirates were the three color factions. Um, and when I left, when I left Ken, I left him with, uh, enlist and, um, plunder as the two mechanics that, that crisscrossed the, the, the square thing. Um, as I said, it didn't work out, but really it was Ken, Ken, it was during Ken's reign that we figured out that it wasn't working out. Um, so the next thing Ken tried is he said, okay, what if we take enlist and spread enlist over all four colors? What if each, what if each, um, what if each of the factions had the ability to summon a creature of its faction? Um, and then maybe we put a mechanic somewhere else. Um, and so what happened was, um, what Ken tried was for each of the factions. So dinosaurs, uh, so I mean, now the Sun Empire, but dinosaurs were still three, three creatures that couldn't block. Um, oh, one of the things we had figured out was we had centered at the time, uh, this was, Sam would later change this, but at the time we made up, uh, for each faction, a priority color, meaning the color that the, um, the color that was most responsible for doing the tribal stuff. Because one of the ideas we had at the time was maybe what we want to do is focus the tribal rewards in one color. So when you're drafting, it's not that every pirate deck is full out tribal. It's that, you know, there's different pirates and that it would certain, certain decks would push more of the tribalness of the pirates, while other ones might play up flavor aspects of the pirates or, or, or the dinosaurs. Um, so what we had done was pirates were in black, vampires were in white, dinosaurs were in green, and merfolk were in blue. We realized that the vampires in white was quirky, um, but the way it played out was... And then red, the reason red didn't have one is red was the overlap color between the two threes. And so red had this theme of pick a color where... So the idea was dinosaur tribal was centered in green, uh, pirate tribal was centered in black, vampire tribal for the set was centered in white, and merfolk tribal centered in blue. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the, the vampire was a little quirky. Um, but it allowed us to get dinosaurs in green and merfolk in blue. Um, and then red had a choose me theme because red overlapped the two, three colors. So it had a little mini theme of, hey, choose a creature type. And then it applied to whatever you chose to give you some flexibility. Um, so what happened was uh, Ken enlisted him to make creatures of that color. So... Uh, the Sun Empire made three, three dinosaurs that couldn't block. He used the same token, but moved to the Sun Empire. Um, the pirates made two, two menace, black menace creatures. The vampires made one, one lifelink creatures. And the merfolk made, I think, one, one hexproof. I think it was hexproof creatures. Um, and then the idea that Ken had is, what if each one of them not only got a different token, but uh, paid for it a different way? Um, so the vampires paid for it in life because they had a life theme and they were gaining life. Um, the pirates discarded a card, just kind of playing to that, um, the looting thing we had had. Um, I think the dinosaurs, the Sun Empire was, was mana. And then the merfolk was bouncing, I think, land to your hand? You're, or bouncing something, maybe a permanent to your hand. 
Um, so what Ken does is he, he was trying to use one mechanic and then just sort of spread it out. But what he found was he actually made it infinitely more confusing. Because when you saw the word enlist, you didn't know what you had to do to make the enlist. You didn't know what you got. And it just became this really complicated thing. It wasn't simplifying things. It was complicating things. And so Ken realized that, okay, that, that was a mistake. Um, and I mean, and once again, we experimented. This set went through a lot of iteration. And so th there was different times trying that out. But the, the enlist experiment didn't work. Um, and so Ken decided that maybe it was time to stop trying to overlap mechanics. And so Ken said, okay, what if we just had two mechanics? One for the dinosaurs, one for the pirates. And that the merfolk and the vampires could have mechanical themes. It wasn't, they, they, they wouldn't have a mechanical theme, but just we wouldn't have a keyword associated with it. That was a way to keep it simple. Now, interestingly, during this, um, Ken was messing around with um, what he called land trips. So the idea was uh, there already was a little exploration uh, flavor in the set. Uh, and so he had some spells that when you cast it, um, you reveal the top card of your library. And if it was a creature, sorry, not creature. If it was a land, you got to put it in your hand. Um, he was just trying to, with, with, with the enlisting, there's basically there's a need for extra mana. So he was trying to just get some land smoothing, get extra land in people's hands. Um, so I think he put it on instants and sorceries, and there was a little rider that said, oh, I could fog, and maybe I get a land, or I can counter a spell, and maybe get a land, or giant growth, or whatever. You know, think basic effects that you would do on instants and sorceries. So Mark Gottlieb saw this. He liked it, but he said, he, he said you feel bad when you miss. So Mark had an idea. He goes, what if, instead of being on spells, we put it on creatures, and then you look and try to find the land top of your library. If it's a land, you get it. But if it's not a land, you could put it back on top or bottom, kind of like Scry, and then you get a plus one, plus one counter. So the idea was something good's going to happen. You know, maybe I get a land, and that's good, or maybe my creature gets bigger, and that's good. Uh, and the idea was these things would be flavors explorers. That's why I was on creatures. These creatures were explorers. Um, and so uh, they played with that, and it really was fun, and it played into the exploration theme. Um, I don't think it got keyworded in, until development. Um, it might have got keyworded during design, like the end of design. Um, but the mechanic got made during design. It, I just don't know whether or not it was keyworded during design. It might have been. I think, actually, I take it back. I think Gottlieb did keyword it. I think Gottlieb's idea was, let's consolidate and keyword it. So I think it did get keyworded. Um, so, so we're about to wrap up here from Kent's part. Design's about to end. For, and for those who don't realize, the way design works, um, obviously for those that, I'm not sure when this comes out, whether my new columns come out yet explaining the changeover to the new system. Um, but this is the old system. Design used to be for a year. There was a two-month overlap on large sets where design and development worked together called Divine, and then development took over the file for, I don't know, nine months or so. Um, so we were coming up to development, and um, so Explore was in the set. Um, it might have even been called Explore. I'm not sure. Um, there was... Ken had played around with a bunch of pirate mechanics and dinosaur mechanics. Um, I'm almost out of time, so we're, we're going to get to the pirate and dinosaur mechanics tomorrow. Um, but he had played with it. But really, when the handover happened to to Sam, uh, Sam and Eric co-led the development. When 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 the, it got handed over, Explorer was in the set. Uh, the transforming lands were in the set, or at least the flavor. There's a lot of 
a lot of individual card design that still went on during development. But the, the general idea of it's a treasure map on one side and the land on the other side, that, that general flavor was already there. Um, and um, we had vehicles. We knew we were going to do vehicles. I, I think Sam pulled back on how many vehicles and no common vehicles and stuff like that. We'll get to that. Um, but anyway, at this point, it's the handoff. So Ken hands off to, to Sam. Um, the set was in a rougher-than-normal spot. I mean, we definitely knew it was about dinosaurs and pirates. We had focused on them. We had made sure. We knew it was a tribal set. We knew who our four tribes were. We had Explorer. We had the double-faced cards. Um, we had vehicles. But we didn't yet have the pirate mechanic. We didn't yet have the dinosaur mechanic. We, both of those, we had an inkling what we wanted. And next time, I'm going to talk about sort of how we got those mechanics. Um, but anyway, that's where things were when the set got handed over from design to development. So anyway, guys, obviously, I'm not quite done yet, so uh, I'll have one more podcast where I explain the final piece of how uh, Ixalan came to be mechanically. Um, but anyway, I'm now at work. So we all know what that means. This is the end of my drive to work. Instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll see you guys next time.